thinking my songs are about them. This is not to get confused. This one's for you. Baby, you my everything. You all I ever wanted. We could do it real big. Bigger than you ever done. You be up on everything. Other hoes ain't never on it. I want this forever. I swear I can spend whatever on it. Cause she hold me down. All right, Drake, chill, 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 chill. Come on, y'all can't tell me you don't remember that shit, man. Good fucking times. Ten fucking years ago, let's get this shit started. Welcome to episode number three of I Forgot to Name This Podcast. Um, episode number three, Trey. Treyway. You know the fucking vibes. Treyway fucking edition of this episode. Um, let's go ahead and get this shit started, man. I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty fucking tired right now. It's Monday night. It's not even nine o'clock yet, but I'm fucking tired. Um, I didn't get to meal prep over the weekend because I went out on Saturday. Now I know why I don't fucking go out no more. Um, I'm too old for that shit, man. Way too fucking old. Woke up a little hungover Sunday. Couldn't get shit done at all. Like, literally, I didn't do shit. Well, I, I went to the mall, but other than that... I didn't get no important shit done, like meal prep or anything like that. So I had to fucking do all that shit today. Squeeze it in between my workout and shit like that. So, yeah, and I got to go ahead and knock out an episode, too, because I want to uh, stay consistent with this shit. Maybe uh, once a week, of course. You know, I don't care if I don't got no gas or anything. We, we're still going to keep we gonna keep rolling with this shit, man. And uh, let's go ahead and get started this week. Um, Shit. I was pretty fucking excited, honestly, man. Um, the 10-year anniversary of so Drake's So Far Gone mixtape. Um, now, I know shit. I know a lot of you guys have been seeing these posts everywhere. Oh, my God. 10 years ago, I was in my dorm listening to So Far Gone. And Best I Ever Had came on. And I dedicated it to my boo and this and that. You've seen all these big stories everywhere of people, you know, Kind of telling where they were, what, what point of their life they were, explaining what So Far Gone did to them. Oh, I knew Drake was going to be the best when I heard it, blah, blah, blah. Which, I mean, I ain't going to lie. Yes. Some of it could be true. Yeah, some of it people are just saying it just because it's the cool thing to say right now. But I ain't going to lie. I was going to do my own. <laughs> so I, I got to work on Friday early, as I always do. Listening to the mixtape on the way up there, and I was like, damn, man, this shit brings back memories of this, that, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, they didn't make my little post, so I was, I, was, I was, you know, I was getting ready, writing down on Instagram, make my little caption and shit, but then I was thinking, I was like, man, So Far Gone came out 10 years ago, I was, I'm 28 now, I was like 18, so I just graduated high school, a year, a year, I think it's like a year after high school of graduating, no, wait. So, yeah, I'd be like a year after high school. And I was like, damn, man, what was I doing then? What was I doing? And I wasn't doing shit. Like, honestly, everyone was like, man, Drake reminds me of, you know, my ex and this and that. And Drake puts you in your feelings. Honestly, 10 years ago, I couldn't relate to none of that shit. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I had no hoes back in the day. All right, 10 years ago, I couldn't pull nobody. Like, I think, I think you know, MySpace was still relevant at the time. And I'm telling you, man, like, I was a fucking loser. Well, not really a loser. Well, I mean, kind of, sort of. I just didn't consider myself a cool fucking person, you know? At this point, I, I was like a follower. I wasn't much of a leader. You know, whatever my friends did, I followed with them. And, you know, I, I guess I was just like that ugly, cool, you know, cool kid with the car or whatever because I back then I had a car so I would be the one always driving and shit so I mean yeah I, I really I had no hoes so I mean I really could not fucking identify with any of well I mean I could identify with some of Drake's song best I ever had really like I mean I probably only had like one girl at the time that I've like had sex with so <laughs> she probably was the best I ever had at that point but hey fuck it you know what shout out to you boo you know I forgot who you are but shit you know what <laughs> Could have dedicated that one to you, but nah, yeah, man. I was I was writing it down. I was like, fuck, like I I wasn't doing a goddamn thing. I was I was working at like a warehouse job. I didn't have no girls at the time. So, you know, I couldn't the only songs I could really identify was probably like successful and shit. Cause I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to be successful nowadays? And um congratulations was fucking 
that was like my theme song forever, man. Like Drake, man, he he really I guess he kind of changed um the way a bunch of people could listen to music because Drake wasn't, you know, your typical gangster rap at the time, which was really, really fucking big at the time. Um, you know, Drake was just this fucking young kid who was dealing with a bunch of issues with girls and heartbreak and um, you know, just not really fitting into the usual kind of rap stereotype at the time, which was be you know, kind of being a tough guy and being a gangster. So a bunch of kids could relate to him, which definitely shows now. You see people ten years ago, oh, I was doing I was doing the whole backpack thing. I was going to college and you know, Drake was getting us through in that. So I think that's why Drake got so big because you didn't have to be that tough guy to to relate to his music. You you can be just that regular fucking kid going through problems with, you know, everybody has problems with girls and you know with, with fitting in and stuff. So I honestly believe that's that's what really made him so big. And um, it's funny, you know. I I really was thinking. I was like, man, Drake. All of his albums to me, like. You know, whenever they were released, each one has like a represents like a different time of my life. Like um, again, so far gone. Like I, I was really like like a fucking. I guess I was kind of barely finding myself then. Again, I I, I couldn't pull no girls. Um, I was a follower in, in my in my little clique of friends. You know, whatever they did, I followed with them. And you know, this is a time where I guess I was like drinking like a six pack like every day with my boy Nate. Shout out to my boy Nate. We would drink like every day. Like as soon as we got out of work, we would drink like a six pack, and you know, just sit there and listen to Drake, listen to fucking Little Wayne. At the time was fucking huge. Like Little Wayne was the, this is back when he was going on his Carter Three run. His whole mixtape shit was fucking on fire, man. I remember No Ceilings was coming out at the time, and that that was like the shit around that time. But I mean, as far as Drake goes, he really, really did change the sound. Um, I, I wouldn't say he was like the first of his kind because Kanye could, par- could probably have a better argument because, you know, Kanye was kind of that backpack rapper, even though he was with this whole Louis Vuitton shit. But at the time, you know, you really couldn't tell Kanye shit because Kanye was a motherfucking man at the time. But back to Drake, um, I mean, let's let's see so far gone. Let, let's see what I could actually fucking relate to at the time. Wait, ooh, perfect, perfect. Okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. So... On So Far Gone, there's this song called Houston, Atlanta, Vegas, where pretty much, you know, it's kind of like Drake talking about, um, I guess, falling in love kind of like a stripper or something like that. And, you know, the stripper would only hit him up like, you know, like after the fucking the the drug dealer at the club, you know, uh, curved her or whatever. So, you know, she needed like a ride home or whatever. Drake would be that guy. And man, I kid you not, at the time, there was this girl who I was trying to talk to, and I felt that way, man. Once I heard that song, I was like, oh my God, that shit, ooh, that shit resonates with me. And, (laughs) you know, I guess that's when I would be in my feels, because he's like, um, fuck, what does he say? Hold on, let me play this shit real quick, because once once I play a song, that's when I can, like, never satisfied with a nice, calm evening. Y'all leading Never satisfied with a nice calm evening You be at the games looking right all season But you always Only with me on the night y'all leaving <laughs> Poor Drake, don't worry bro, I've been that guy Hey, can you come pick me up? I'm drunk Like, yeah baby, I'm on my way, I'm gonna go save you And you know, all I got was a little hug at the end Like, damn, Shardy made me drive all the way out here to pick you up And Take you home. Shit, I probably dropped you off at your fucking little side dude's house too, man. That's how dirty they would do me back then. But hey, you know what? Fuck it. I learned my lesson. Uh, let's see. What what else? What else? Um, I mean, successful, of course. Who the fuck can't like relate to that one? Everybody in the world wants to be successful. November 18th. Cause pussy's only pussy, and I get it when I need it. Man, that was everybody's fucking little MySpace little quote back in the day. And I wish I could have, I wish I could have like, you know, recited that and felt like, like the shit, but man, hell nah, shit. I, I would hit the girls up instantly because shit, to me, pussy's only pussy, but you know, get in where you fit in, baby. Get in where you fit in. Um, let's see. Best I ever had, man. That was, you couldn't go anywhere without that, without that fucking song playing. That was, 
that was the anthem for literally for like a full year, man. And it was, it was, it was just amazing how much Drake can do with that fucking record. Uptown, Bumby and Lil Wayne will forever fucking be a classic. Sipping on Pink Floyd and Puffin Wayne Brady. Bria's interlude was amazing. The Calm, brand new, congratulations. So see, man, all this stuff is really, I mean, I guess I can relate. It was just more of a catchy thing for me with Drake. Um, And at the time, I mean, I think Kid Cudi was blowing up with like day and night and shit like that. So, I mean, I, I used to fuck with Cudi too back in the day, heavy, real, real heavy. But for some reason, Drake just always, I don't know, I guess I can relate to him a whole lot more. And um, I had said earlier that like his, each one of his albums can kind of like represent a different time in my life, which is true. Because again, so far gone at the time, I got no girls. It wasn't honestly got. It wasn't until I grew this fucking beard. Like here's a quick little story for y'all. Honestly, I I never used to like my beard, but one day, um, this uh, this guy I used to, I used to go to school with Alex um or Nellis, Alex the barber man. Shout out to him. I forgot where he cuts at now, but shit. I know he still cuts some cold-ass hair. Um, one day, he just recommended to me. He's like, hey, bro, like, instead of shaving me, he's going to, like, fucking give me the Rick Ross treatment, leaving this fucking big-ass, badass beard on me. And I was like, hey, fuck it. Go for it, dude. So he left it on me. And, man, one, shit, once I left that chair, I kid you not, I walked out. Shit, a bunch of girls started hollering at me. No, I'm just kidding. I made that up. I wish that, I, w- I wish it was true, but nah, I'm, I'm being, like, fucking dead-ass serious. It wasn't until I got my beard that like girls gave me attention. I like, honestly, fellas, if 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 you can grow a beard, do it. And I'm talking about like a full fucking beard, not that patchy shit. That patchy shit, I'm sorry, man. Like, you know, get you some Beijing or something, fucking make it make it a full beard. <laughs> Hit up a good barber, you know, they got that Beijing shit to make it a full beard. But if you have a chance to get a full beard, fellas, and and like right now, if you have no luck with the ladies, grow a fucking beard. Trust me, it will be the best fucking thing of your life. Like, I don't know. For some reason, girls love beards. Like, I don't know why. But once I got mine, man, ooh, it was a different story. And when I got mine, let's see. Let me see what Drake's catalog is looking like. Um, So first was So Far Gone. Then Thank Me Later. Uh, so Thank Me Later at... I think I had just gotten like my first like long-term girlfriend at the time, 2010. So I, I think that was like the, the beginning of my relationship with um with this girl who I had met, who literally changed my life. Shout out to her. Maybe I'll bring her up sometime um in the podcast. But so yeah, 2000, thank me later. I think I was still in the same boat. I guess at the time I uh, what the fuck was I doing? I think I was working like at Walgreens or something fucking loser yeah i was working at walgreens the photo boy there and thank me later was out um nothing really significant changed in my life i guess i was still a big drake fan of course it wasn't until ooh 2011 take care came out let me tell you man i'm not proud of this time i'm not proud of this time at all but when Take Care was coming out, this was when, like, the beard was in full fucking effect. Like, I was growing that shit out like a motherfucker. And I just got this job at this um this call center. Wait, this is, was this, two, this was maybe like 2012 around there. Yeah, 2012. Take Care was, was, still, was still, you know, bumping around. I mean, it, it was still, like, on the radio was what I mean. And, um... This was when I first started to become like a real scumbag or whatever, you know, because, again, I got more attention. So the more attention I got, you know, I kind of wanted to show love other places. You know what I mean? Come on now. You know what I mean? I was young, y'all. Come on. This is fucking seven years ago. I'm like 21, 22 at the time. Come on. Young, dumb, full of, you know what. And um, uh, what's the song? Let me see. Crew Love, Take It. Ooh, Marvin's Room. Marvin's fucking room. I'm going to bring that up here in a bit. Don't worry. Marvin's Room will be fine. Good cameras, blah, blah, blah. Doing it wrong. Hell yeah. Practice. See, all this shit, it reminds me of that time. Again, I was still barely just, you know, full relationship mode. Full fucking relationship mode. But I was, you know, kind of 
piquing my interest elsewhere. It wasn't until fucking nothing was the same where I got this other job at this other call center. And for all any, any of y'all who, fellas, let me tell you right now. If your girlfriend or wife or whatever, significant other, works at a call center, let me tell you right now, buddy. You better hope she never goes to work mad at you. All right? Because what's going to happen is there's, there's going to be that fucking little work boyfriend over there, a.k.a. me, who is willing to listen to every little fucking thing and give the worst fucking advice to her. All right? So let me just leave that there for you, okay? Make sure she does not go to work mad because there's that little work boyfriend, Ivan, going to be at the fucking job waiting to you know, plant seeds in her head. But nothing was the same, man. This was a time where... Let me tell you, buddy, that those call centers, I loved it. And I'm actually going to, you know, I'm actually like writing some little script on it right now because I think it makes for a good little sitcom of my time there, which was fucking, it was pretty badass, honestly. I mean, it had it had its times, but um, nothing was the same was, it reminds me of that so much. What's that song? What's the song? What's the song? What's the song? What's the song? Where's it at? Where's it at? Where's it at? Um... I know it's here, isn't it? Come through. There's a song called "Come Through," where like I dedicated to this girl because I mean we kind of that's that was the 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 thing like you know after nine o'clock it was like once you put the bed once you put the kids to bed is come through, come through, shawty come through. You know we got things to do. Shawty, we got things to do, so get your ass in the con. con. Ooh, that was, I'm telling you, that was my fucking jam. Shout out to Norma, man. <laughs> I got a theory on Normas, by the way. I'm just going to let you know. I got a theory on Normas. They are amazing at, you know, use your imagination. But I'm going to tell you right now, three for three, all right? Three for three on that. So, fellas, if you just, you know. Look for a Norma. Go on Facebook right now, type in Norma, and just whichever one it is, just fucking add them all. <laughs> and no, I'm not Facebook. With, I'm not friends with any of them on Facebook. So all these names, like, you're not going to, like, find them on my page or anything. So, yeah, good luck with that. But, damn, man, that album right there brings me back to that time of me, I guess, just being a hoe. Like, a full, a full-on fucking hoe, what you would call a thought nowadays. Like, I was fucking bouncing around the fucking car center like a... I was going crazy, man. It, it, it was it was kind of like a high school moment for me, cause I guess in high school, you know, I, I didn't really, um, shit. I mean, I'm just admitting, y'all I was a fucking virgin all through high school. Like high school, I, I got no play from the ladies. I, I was I was a big big gamer at the time, so I like I played video games a lot. And this album, I, I mean, the time this album came out, I guess I was like letting it out, you know, fucking getting my inner honus out or something. But you know, again, it's not nothing I'm proud of. Not anything I'm proud of at all. But, I mean, shit, shit happens and shit. I'm just letting y'all know how Drake kind of like fucking... And I guess you can do this with any artist. Any artist who constantly drops an album. I guess, you know, because music is like kind of synonymous with feelings. Damn, you hear that synonymous? That's a big-ass fucking word. I hope I'm using it right. I'm trying to say it's kind of like you can sort of relate music to a point of your life, which is kind of what I'm getting at right here. Um, Nothing Was the Same was definitely me... Kind of being that little hole and fucking just doing stupid shit, man. Um, oh, here it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know the vibes here. You know the fucking vibes. But yeah, that was nothing was the same. And um, let's see what's next. If you're reading this, is too late. This was what was. I mean, I guess I was in the, in the same in the same fucking boat at this time. Damn, fucking three. Yeah, because I was there for like four years at at that at that call center. Four years of fucking yeah, being a good fucking boy, <laughs> I guess. But. If you're reading this, is too late. Um, and then What a Time to Be Alive by Future. Damn. He released that shit in 2005. Drake is... Drake is... I don't know. He he knows who to collaborate with. 
he knows how to stay relevant. This is why he's kind of led the whole pack from, because I, I mean, for my generation, I would say the top three right now who everyone, I guess it's synonymous for just saying this over and over again. Cole, Kendrick, and Drake. That's J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, and Drake. Top three MCs right now, at least for my generation. That's kind of a given, at least. You can throw other people in there, cool. But those are going to be the three names who are always going to stick out. Drake, though, he sticks out even more because he he's like ahead of the wave. You know, he collaborates with people who are just a hit away from blowing up. Uh, I Love McConan, Lil Baby, The Migos. Um, I'm sure there's Blockboy JB, bunch of other people who who Drake kind of sees and and notices that hey that person's gonna be big so he he collaborates with them early and with doing that he kind of it kind of feels like he's introduced introducing other people when really they already had their own buzz Drake just kind of catches on to them and adds a way way he could, you know he adds his little cosign his stamp once you add that shit you saw what happened with little baby yes indeed just fucking that shit blew the fuck up so. I think that's how Drake is able to stay so fucking relevant. Um, views, views was a pretty disappointing album to me, honestly. I I, I don't fuck with it at all. Um, there's probably like two or three songs that I like, but at this time I was graduating college, so my head was kind of hmm, shit. No, I'm supposed to still be in a <laughs> God damn. Hey y'all, remember I've grown since then. Okay, I'm 28 now. It was like fucking three years ago, four years ago. So. I've learned my lesson, okay? So let me get to fucking Scorpion. Once I get to Scorpion, you'll realize how much I've grown. So Views 2005 was, eh. More Life, another one, which I was pretty fucking disappointed in that one. More Life. Um, What year is that? More Life, More Life. Giving tunes. Um, Two years ago. So I guess this is whenever I started kind of, you know, settling down and... Nah, I'm, I'm lying. I was on Tinder. <laughs> I'm lying. I was on Tinder swiping away at this time. But hey, man, you know what? More life. More power to me. You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> okay, Scorpion, 2008. All right. So 2008, honestly, was one of my worst fucking years ever. Um, Literally, that year fucking broke me down. This is last year, too, y'all. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, What I mean by that is, like, if, I, bet, I bet if you go on my Instagram right now, and you look at all of my pictures from 2008, you know, beginning to the, the beginning, January 2008, all the way to the ending, you would think I had one of the best years ever. I started I started 2018, the very first weekend of 2018, I, I got a brand new car. Well, not a brand new car, but I got a new car that I've, and I, I got a new car, a Mercedes, a Benz. I've always fucking wanted one. I've always wanted a Benz since like, you know, since I graduated college, I was like, man, I'm gonna get a Benz. I know I am. I know I am. And yeah, two years later, I, so I finally get get it. So I start the year off with a new car. You know, I'm fucking happy, this and that. Fast forward, I, I get um, I get a, a dog like in April, which I fucking love. I love my dog, man. My dog, Max. Shout out to my dog, Max. I love him. And then not just that, like um, health-wise, like physique-wise, my body is probably like I've, the healthiest I've ever been. Fucking um, not the swole. I mean, I guess, yeah, like... Probably the biggest I've been to in like all my life, but you would see that in my Instagram, and you would think like, "Damn, I mean, you had a pretty good fucking year." But let me tell you, man, 2018 was full of so much. Like that shit broke me down mentally from issues with like you know some family issues, and then just some personal fucking issues that really like fucking kind of changed my life in a way, which is pretty fucking crazy. But hey, you know what? You just got kind of adjust to shit and just move the fuck on. But what I'm trying to get to is, man, like, y'all don't believe everything you see on social media. Again, you, you you would think I had the best fucking year ever. Let me tell you, it was the hardest year of my life. Like, honestly, it, and I, I'm not scared to say it, it fucking broke me down. Like, it literally did break me down, like, in a way where I was, like, at times, like, in tears, just thinking, like, what the fuck, what should I do? You know, what's in my next my next step, this and that. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just that just goes to show you, you really can't believe everything you see on social media. Social media is, it's good. It's, it's good now because, you know, you can network with people. You can start businesses, like, so much easier now because you can network with everyone all over the world. But it's also kind of like, it's also bad in a way because 
you know, people, there's so much depression going on nowadays. And I think it's because people are sitting there comparing their lives to others, you know, and shit, I'm guilty of it. I would do that. I would see people on Instagram that, damn, man, their life looks so good. Why can't I be like that? Or damn, him and his girlfriend are so happy. Why can't I give me a girl like that? Or, you know, just other shit. Like, like, damn, that person looks rich, man. Why can't I be like that? And I mean, some people, honestly, some of that shit is fake. Like you can look like shit. I can look pretty fucking rich. I got a Burberry shirt. I got a fucking old ass Louis Vuitton fucking belt. I got some fucking little fancy shoes that I can put on in a picture and post it, you know, once a week and look like I'm the richest fucking guy ever. But deep down, fuck no, I ain't. I tell you right now, I'm not rich. I'm waiting for my tax return. Shit, come on, Uncle Sam, bring that shit in. But yeah, man, I think it's because people are literally comparing themselves to others. And it's just not good, like, at all, man. So, yeah, social media, you can't really believe everything. Because, again, look at my 2018. You would think I had the best year ever and shit. That shit was fucking hard. But 2019, though, we're fucking moving the fuck on, stepping over any fucking hurdles and shit, thinking outside the box. Because if you stay in that little box, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to stay in the same fucking routine you're doing over and over again, which is, again, why I did this podcast because... I always said I want to do something. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I never fucking get to it, though. As soon as I get off work, I go to the gym, fucking, you know, do my thing, and and that's it. On to the next day. Now it's like, bro, you got to kind of fucking move on and keep doing something. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, fucking, I went off on a tangent there, but that was just some shit that needed to be said. So, yeah, Drake, um, shout out to you, homie. Keep fucking making more music for us. Um oh hey and then now i can relate a lot to fucking to drake's old shit because now i go back and listen to it i'm like damn this is what people were fucking were like oh man don't drake and drive don't do this and that because that motherfucker puts you in your feelings and he sure fucking does marvin's room how many of y'all ain't fucking wanted to call your ex-girlfriend before when you drunk talking about man fuck, fuck him you know what fuck him <laughs> i'm better but you know that shit is I don't see how Drake can come up with so much. I guess he really does begin his heartbroken a lot because only motherfuckers who get their heartbroken can write down feelings like that, you know? It's either that or he's got a few ghostwriters, which, I mean, you can't really, like, deny at this point. But, hey, fuck it. You know what? Hopefully it's on him and his pen. But, I mean, those feelings are always there. So, shit. Shout out to him and hopefully he keeps it up. Um, Of course, we need another new fucking album. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I meant to bring this up. So on So Far Gone, there's a song called Say What's Real. Um, And let me tell you, there's this fucking line that I ain't trying to sound like a badass or anything, but man, there's this fucking line that once I heard it again, it directly applied to me. And it's like, God damn, Ivan, you're a fucking, like, <laughs> I don't know, but he's like, promoters trying to get me out to the club, trying to say that I have fun, but I can't imagine how. Because I just seen my ex-girl standing with my next girl, standing with the girl that I'm right now. And one time I seen a picture on Facebook of these girls that, you know, they will remain anonymous. They were at a baby shower. And I was just like, man, I just seen a picture of my ex-girl standing with my next girl, standing with the girl that I'm right now this is years ago y'all this this is years ago this ain't me now and i ain't trying to say that you know all that shit is cool trust me i I thought it was cool back then man let me tell you right now i wasn't shit all right i see people who are in love right now and shit that's what i want now you know i thought i was cool oh man i'm gonna do this i'm I'm gonna get all the hoes but again that's just because i didn't live like that in high school that, that's what you do in high school when you're a fucking kid. You're not even supposed to do that. But, you know, I guess it's like the thing to do when, when you're in high school is to, you know, play around with emotions and this and that. Because you don't really know you're hurting people. You're just kind of doing it. And, I mean, since I didn't experience that, I guess later on in life I kind of wanted to experience it then. But, shit, I don't know. Who knows? But, shit. Shout out to Drake, man. I'm fucking... Damn, just talking about Drake makes me miss my ex. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding, but hold on. Uh, fixing to do a punch in right now, so stay with me, y'all. And we're back, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is a punch in again because it only does 30 minutes, so I gotta fucking like keep punching it in. If if I go over 30 minutes, which I'm, I'm you know, I'm on my roll right now. But shit, the next thing I kind of wanted to talk about was um, 
With the whole Drake era, fucking J. Cole and his dominance that he's got right now. Because if y'all watched the All-Star game, y'all saw J. Cole was pretty fucking present there. He performed. He fucking, you watched him. <laughs> you watched him um, try and do a, a dunk. And he always fucking had it, y'all. For y'all for the, for the who didn't know, J. Cole did get a scholarship to go to college to play basketball, which is how he kind of... Um, Went to college because you know he's kind of a little broke kid from the Ville. Got a deal, a real life saver with dreams of being behind the wheel like Jada. Ooh, that's a, you don't know where that verse is from, but I'll tell you in a bit. But um, but yeah, J Cole man, he's been he's been killing shit lately. Not just killing it, but he's been like in the forefront of these issues that have been going on with you know with Meek and Twenty One Savage, and he's been killing his fucking features, which is pretty rare because I mean J Cole really sticks to himself and just kind of produces his own shit just you know raps on his own shit and stays kind of low-key away from people or at least the media wise but lately you've been seeing him do the dreamville brunch the dreamville fucking sessions which is just recording sessions with a bunch of different artists that were there and a part of his little label called um dreamville and with j cole it's crazy because um i first heard j cole Long, long time ago. This is back when I was a Drake fan still. Around 2010, around there. Um, all the, you know, all the people on the YouTube comments would be like, oh, man, Drake's all right, but J. Cole's this, J. Cole that. I mean, who the fuck is J. Cole? So the song that everyone recommended was Lights, Please. And if if you have a chance to check it out, go ahead and check that out. It's a really fucking good song by J. Cole. At the time, I didn't like it at all because I was looking for the, you know, money to blow. Oh, oh, I was looking for that shit, you know, that hard, catchy shit. And Lights Please is kind of like a, you know, where it, it, he's telling a story, of, a story of him and with the girl and they're laying down. He's kind of telling the girl about his problems and what's going on with the world. But the girl's just like, hey, man, I don't give a fuck about all that. Hit the lights, you know, give me that and hit the lights already. So it's, it's kind of a, a deep song because... I mean, I could definitely, people, anybody can relate to it. Just, you know, you, you, you got problems all over the world, but at the end of the day, you kind of got to worry about yourself. And I mean, that's kind of where the world is at right now, which, I mean, I wish it could be different, but shit, I can't blame them because at the end of the day, I worry about my problems too. I, I do take account other people's shit, but, you know, I got to take care of myself first. So um, I can definitely see where that comes into play. But yeah, with J. Cole, man, J. Cole. J. Cole is uh, pretty fucking interesting because for the longest time, he could not get a fucking hit. Let me let me look at his catalog real quick. Let me see. Because I remember his first album, Cold World, The Sideline Story, 2011. 2011. I was... Yep, this is back when Drake was coming out with fucking... Um, what was it? Take Care or some shit like that? Hold on. Let me go back to it. Sorry, y'all. I need to have these facts ready before, but I kind of want to give y'all some accurate information at the time. Yep, he was on Take Care. So 2011, Drake dropped Take Care. J. Cole dropped that. Sideline story. And I was so happy when I heard the workout song because I knew he was looking for a radio hit for so long and he finally fucking got one. So yeah, shout out to him. And then he got the, the Can't Get Enough joint with Trey songs. That shit really, really fucking blew him up. But... I mean, other than that, J. Cole, I, I could definitely see him being as kind of like a like a the next sort of Jay-Z because he's so conscious and kind of up to date on what's going on. And he just reaches out to everybody, which I mean, that's that's amazing because most people don't really gotta do that. They just worry about themselves and not fucking care about whatever other people are doing. But him, you know, he'll be reaching out to other artists. I like I like the way he's doing it with Kodak. He reached out to Kodak Black. And, you know, he did a song with 21 Savage and it's kind of just showing that he really is versatile because I'm be honest with y'all, y'all. All right. J. Cole is one of my favorite rappers out, but for your eyes only, that shit. I'm sorry, y'all. That, that shit was not for me. Like, I fuck with J. Cole heavy, but for your eyes only was not for me at all. Um, What else? What else? K.O.D. K.O.D. I, I liked it. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I mean, I played it like three or four times. I don't think I've played it anything. Up. I haven't played it since then. I got a few songs from there saved on my playlist, but other than that, I mean, Cole just really hasn't been doing it for me. Um, to me, his best album was Born Center. 
dropped in 2013. And so the same way that Drake's kind of discography brings me back to a time, J. Cole does the same shit for me. Because let me tell you, man, at that time, that was when I was, you know, being a fucking dog and just not being faithful or whatever. And this song right here, it's the, y'all listen to this fucking song too. If you have a chance to listen to the song, it's called um, Runaway. Because of that song, man, I had to break up with my girlfriend at the time because, y'all, I was doing her dirty, you know? I was not fucking faithful at all. And that song, literally, it, it's crazy how fucking music puts you in your feelings, you know? Because that song, like, made me feel so fucking bad about myself. He's talking about, you know, how he's got a girl who will do anything for him, but at the end of the day, he still wants to ride around the streets with freaks and, and, um, and other people and, you know, do dumb shit. And I'm just like, damn, Ivan, like, fuck. J. Cole, why are you writing this shit about me, bro? Like, are you following me right now, my guy? Like, what the fuck? Why, why are you writing a fucking song about me? <laughs> that's honestly how I felt, because that, that's how, like, close to home it hit to me. So I was like, damn, man, like, fucking J. Cole really be putting in your feelings, too. So same same way as Drake does, but Forest Hill Drive, um, it was good. Actually, it was real, real fucking good. A Tale of Two Cities. This song went hard as fuck right here. But I mean, other than that, J. Cole, I think he's not going away anytime soon. Um, Dreamville is coming up. They're going to be the next fucking, um, I guess the next TDE. TDE's a uh, top dog entertainment. They are Kendrick's schoolboy Q and, and and those guys. I think J. Cole's just a little more active right now and he's gonna keep dropping some fire. Hopefully, hopefully he drops an album. I saw him preview some songs the other day. I think at the after fucking party of the the All-Star Awards. By the way, did y'all get to see that shit? Meek Mill killed that fucking performance. Meek is on fire as well. Um Ever since he got out of prison, man, I don't see Meek taking any L's in the future. All right. This man is surrounded by fucking billionaires. Robert fucking Kraft is rocking this dude's chain. Fucking, um, I forget the other billionaire's name. The guy that owns the 76ers, he's, he's behind him. So shit, Meek is out here killing it, man. His performance was fucking amazing. Um, he still didn't take away from J. Cole's fucking dunk. But shit, man. I had more shit to say about J. Cole, but I mean, I don't know. His dominance, I guess. I guess I, I guess we kind of got to stay tuned. Oh, wait, 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 wait. This is what I was going to show y'all. This is what I was going to show y'all. So, J. Cole. This. Y'all, J. Cole's been out for a fucking while, y'all. All right? And this is one of the first songs that, like. I guess we should have fucking um, we should have take take note that J Cole was a shit and he was coming. This is a song off of Jay Z's Blueprint Three, which came out fucking I don't know what year, two thousand eleven, two thousand ten, some shit like that. But at the time, J Cole was you know J Cole was still signed to Rock Nation, and um, there was this song called A Star Is Born on there, and it's pretty much Jay Z kind of acknowledging. Everyone's coming up. Drake, you know, he gives a shout out, to, shout out to Drake on there. And just saying, hey, I see y'all. A star is born here. I'm passing the torch, y'all. I'm passing the torch to you. And he featured J. Cole on there. And J. Cole, let me tell you right now, I didn't appreciate this verse until years afterwards. And I heard it again. And man, it, it, just listen to this shit, y'all. I got the verse right here. This shit goes hard. It's, it's called A Star is Born. This is just J. Cole's verse. Hopefully y'all can hear this shit. Or can I be the same one who came from a faraway life just to make it in Broadway lights? Now shining in the broad day light. Go figure. Did I hear that shit? Can I be a star? Does fame in this game have to be? Does fame in this game have to change who you are? Or can I be the same one who came from a faraway life 
just to make it in these Broadway lights now shining in the broad daylight. Man, J. Cole, you go hard, my brother, on some real shit. J. Cole can put you in your feelings just as much as Drake can. And he does it with some real shit, man. J. J. Cole is the college kid. You know, he grew, he, he pushed that whole dorm um, fan base, like, same, same, same way that Drake pushed it. You didn't have to be a gangster. You didn't have to be a tough guy to listen to J. Cole. You can you can relate to almost anything. Do do, your, do me a favor. Listen to Dreams right now by, by J. Cole. It's an old, old song by Dreams. But I remember this is this is how I got people to listen to him back in the day. Because back in the day, it was like, who, who's J. Cole? Like, you know, no, nobody really knew knew him that much. And I would tell people, listen to Dreams. Dreams was an amazing song where I think any guy, any guy can relate to this shit because it's it's so fucking real. Like it's just listen to it. I can't I mean I could explain it, but I think just listening to the song will kind of, um, I mean, you understand. L- listen to the fucking song. It's called Dreams by J. Cole. It- it's an old, old song. It's got, I think it's got some Brandon Hines kid on there, but that shit goes hard as fuck. So, yeah, man. Shout out to fucking J. Cole. He's a fucking a beast, a monster, a fucking lyrical assassin. Um, yeah, shout out to him. Keep dropping your shit, homie. I know you're listening right now, J. Cole. Um, I'm a big fan of you. So hit me up, bro. Hit me up. Um, next topic. The Lils, man. The Lils. The Lils. The Lils. They fucking... These new age rappers, y'all, are fucking crazy. Okay? They are fucking crazy. All right? It's... It's kind of like you can't judge a book by its cover. What I mean by that is, man, these kids coming up look... Some of them look stupid. You know, they got this long, stupid hair. They got, like, a mouthful of gold teeth. They got shit tattooed all over their faces. And, I mean, they just look like characters, you know? It, it looks like a fucking... Like a little character. Something you you're like, dude, what are you doing? But some of these motherfuckers, man, they are like from the slums where they will do anything to get on. Case in point, man, I'm talking about I think his name's YWM Melly. Let me let me, let me do my Googles real quick because I don't I do not want to get this uh, gentleman's name wrong. Otherwise, um, he will probably uh, do something to me. WN Melly. Okay, so WN Melly, he's a Florida rapper, 19 years old, by the way. 19 years old is charged with two counts of premeditated murder. That means you thought it it out and went through with it, which is murder. And get this, he's accused of murdering his two friends. Two guys, and these two guys, which is even fucking crazier, he's got these guys tattooed on his face. Their name, YNW Sack Chaser and some some other shit. I forgot the other guy's name, but rest in peace to these two guys, all right? Definitely did not deserve to die. I don't know the whole situation, but nobody deserves to get their lives taken like that. So a few months ago, there was a video posted of this guy, uh, YWN Melly, arriving to the hospital in, in a Jeep. And he's carrying two 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 guys. He puts them on a stretcher. Apparently, they're, they've been shot. And at the time, I didn't know, but they were already dead. So he gets to the hospital, and you know, he's they're calling the the doctors and everything, and they rush him to the emergency room. But by the time they get there, they realize, hey, these guys are already dead. So you know, the story he says that they had they were in a drive by shooting, and the ops fucking rolled up on them and and took them out. So you know that happened in October of last year now last week he gets picked up by oh he turns himself in actually for two counts of fucking premeditated murder and apparently they're saying that um he murdered his two friends and try to cover it up by saying it was a drive-by which is fucking crazy y'all and i had not heard of this kid up until then so you know, I ain't going to sit here and say, man, you know, I listen to his music. Oh, man, this, that, and the third. No, no. I, I had no fucking idea who he was. Um, but I did listen to his music. And one of his popular songs was uh, Murder On My Mind. Yeah, go figure, right? 
But anyway, in this song, he pretty much is like telling about waking up and having murder on his mind. And I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, come on. Who hasn't had murder on their mind? Like, it sounds fucking crazy. But yeah, I mean, I've thought of like, man, fuck that guy. I want, you know, I want to kill him. You know, but it's just like a fucking stupid ass thought. You know, it's not something that I'm going to fucking pursue, of course. But nah, man, these kids, they just don't give a fuck. And I mean, I don't know what the whole situation is. Uh, apparently, I heard from DJ Academics. Shout out to Academics. I believe everything he says, by the way. Um, he said that someone apparently had robbed his mom's house, and he thought it was his friend, so he had, he had to kill him. But it's just like, goddamn, like these kids, man. And I, I, I guess it, it's sad to say, man, but I guess they're they're product of their environment. And in a way, I, I mean, I kind of feel guilty. J- just hear me out, only a little bit, because me, the type of the type of rapper, like if you ask me right now who my favorite rapper is, it's Kodak Black. I love Drake, J. Cole, all the other shit, but my favorite rapper, like, if, when I, if, I'm, if I want to listen to something right now that I know is going to, like, you know, have me going for a few, for, you know, say I'm working out, Kodak Black is my guy. The reason why I like Kodak Black is because I can listen to him and I can believe everything he's saying. Just be, just, just the way he talks and the way he describes things, like, only someone who has been through that can describe that shit. Which is what I love, but at the end of the day, like that's crazy. Why? Why is a young ass kid like that? Why is he able to tell a story like that? It shouldn't be like that, you know. Kids, they shouldn't fucking be raised in these projects where, you know, that they see drug dealing every day, they see someone getting killed every day. That's only gonna make you, you know, kind of a product of your environment. Of course, a killer, a robber, a scammer whatever's around you, whatever you see every day, you're going to be that. And again, someone like him, you, you can only say that shit if you've lived it, which is why he's him, Gucci man. I fuck with NBA young boy. These are all people who I believe every single one of their things they say in the raps, because I mean, they're so like clear and vivid in describing every single detail. It's like, it's a gift and a curse. Like, it's sad they had to live through that. But I mean, they give us a, they give us a good content, which is shit that we can listen to. Someone like me, man, I've never, like, I mean, I never grew up in the hood. I fucking, I had a pretty decent, decent um, childhood. I had both of my parents around. You know, they, had, they did get divorced when I was like 18, but my father and my mom were both in my life, you know? So I can't really relate to most of the stuff that these guys are going through, but I love listening to it because I feel like I kind of lived through them, which is crazy because, I mean, it's sad because, you know, they shouldn't really be be living through that, which, I mean, that's a story for something else. You know, if I was the richest guy in the world, I, I, I would definitely fucking make sure there's no projects. You know, I would go to the hood and try and motivate people because fuck, man. Having waves of kids just grow up around violence is only going to make a whole lot more violence, a whole lot more people getting killed, a whole lot of potential being lost. You never know what those kids could have been. So, yeah, with that just said, man, fucking these these littles ain't fucking playing. Everyone thought that uh, fucking Takashi was was soft and wasn't about it. But then this indictment comes out and it's like, damn, motherfuckers really were with the shits. Like, damn. But at the end of the day, you know, of course, he did end up snitching and blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, that's for a different day. And all the facts ain't really out yet. But, shit, man. I mean, I wasn't going to talk about um, R. Kelly. There's a new fucking sex tape out. But, damn, I'm pretty fucking tired right now. What are we at? Let me see. I got another 10 minutes. All right. So, fuck it. R. Kelly. So, for those of y'all that saw the... Surviving R. Kelly doc, doc, uh, docuseries on, I forgot what fucking channel it was on. I think HLN or some shit like that. Man, R. Kelly is a fucking sicko, all right? You are disgusting. If you don't believe that whole thing, you're never going to believe it. Like, I don't care if you haven't seen that video. That shit is disgusting. I mean, i never seen it either, but just the stories about him is disgusting. And apparently, there's another video of him with a 14-year-old girl, and it's a different one. It's not the original sex tape that he went on trial for a bunch of years ago. This one is apparently a different girl, and it has him performing acts, and again, peeing on the girl, which is fucking disgusting. So R. Kelly, 
you're a fucking sicko, bro. I hope you fucking get convicted and serve your time, buddy, because, um, yeah, that's pretty fucking disgusting. So, um, yeah, it was kind of a quick hit right there, I guess. I don't really know what else to fucking say about that, but, I mean, I guess people do have fucking influence on people just because of the status. You know, pe- girls will still go to this fucking concert. I heard his concert was fucking like selling out overseas so they got like a bigger venue it's like dude it's sad how this guy can still make a living and then with the content that he sings is like age is only a number like bro that is fucking disgusting just knowing that that you're into little girls like it's fucking disgusting but yeah man with that said um appreciate y'all for tuning in for episode number three Definitely want to keep this going again, and um, yeah, keep tuning in, y'all. Keep fucking. By the way, thank y'all for even listening. Um, every time I check the app or whatever, and it shows me like another person listened to it or whatever, like yeah, it really makes me kind of happy because I like, oh shit, other people are actually interested in hearing what I gotta say, or they just want to support me and you know by listening, which is you know pretty fucking cool. So appreciate y'all for even doing that shit. Um, and yeah, keep fucking supporting y'all. Uh, I want to keep bringing y'all some more content. Um, I want to bring on more guests on here. Hopefully next week I have someone on here. I kind of got a plan, but hopefully it falls through. So we'll see where that goes. But yeah, if you want to come up here and talk some shit, talk about whatever's going on, some hip hop, you're in the hip hop, in the hip hop heavy, or we can talk about other shit. Um, you know, I really, I'm pretty versatile. I kind of, I do pay attention to everything going on in the world, politics, fucking, um, you know, business shit, but I guess it's not really what the type of people I'm trying to reach right now, but hey, you want to have a conversation about it, shit. Let's go for it. I'm always up to debate anything, but shit. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. It is fucking 940 right now. I'm about to crash the fuck out. Um, but yeah, man, appreciate it. Um, shout out to everyone again. And yeah, man, y'all take it easy. Have a good fucking rest of your day. Whatever time y'all listening to, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. I'm out.